It is Wednesday, March 1st. We've made it to March. And you're listening or watching another episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Uh, if you're watching, you definitely know there's something different because I'm talking first. I never talk first. Uh, you've got me, Evan, and uh, Andrew. He's back. He's yeah. back dead. The accountant lives. Taking, taking a break <laughs> from tax season, yeah. <laughs> Brief break. Uh, he is not here today. He is slumming it out in the tropical paradise of Hawaii. So send your hate comments his way. Yeah. He's escaping what's been a rough stretch for the boy. I have a crappy time watching the game. I as well watch it in Hawaii. So there you go, Tan. So we'll see how, how this goes. But uh, Andrew, you're back for the first time since what we think is late January. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of gone downhill since I've been back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can get the uh, winning streak going. I think our last podcast was after the Northwestern game on the 12th. Um, okay. So since then, we've had uh, the boys have had, uh, I'm sorry, two games. No, three, three. Uh, the loss at Maryland, uh, probably the real only loss Purdue's had this year where it just kind of got away from them. Um, mm-hmm. Bounce back win against Ohio State where they just kind of mopped the floor with them. And then uh loss we don't like to forget on Saturday against the Hoosiers where we were swept for the first time since 2013. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, how you been, Andrew? Yeah, February went very fast. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, some say it's a short month. Yeah, um, I was fortunate not to be able to watch the Maryland game. We were on the road for most of it, and by the time we, I think, arrived, I think I'd already turned it off. We were listening to it, and I was like, "This is." I think I, I think I turned it off, and then I was like, "Okay," I turn it back a couple minutes later. Like, oh, they're down eighteen now. Cool. I guess I won't. Mm -hmm. I won't turn this back. Yeah, that was a game and loss. Um, you know, the Northwestern game was the officiating or you know, yeah. lack thereof of yeah. you know, Edie just getting pummeled, you know, lawyer getting I mean, abused. So did I, I've noticed that since then, like Edie has like scars on his bicep. Oh yeah. And I know yeah. he was bleeding that game. Did that come from the Northwestern game? I know he was. I, I feel like he's had some of those scars on his arm oh, yeah. already, um, but some of them, he's definitely got some new ones. Yeah, um, I thought that Northwestern game, he clearly was getting beaten up and was like visibly bleeding in the first half and had scratches all over him. And yeah, and, and Northwestern wasn't called for any fouls, and neither was Maryland the next day or next week. So yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, the Northwestern game, which I think we've already rehashed, but, you know, lack of, you know, yeah. calls, um, blew a, an eight-point lead, four minutes to go, turn around, you know, go to Maryland, a tough place to play a team who hadn't lost at home in the Big Ten, only lost one game all year, uh, and that was against UCLA uh, earlier in the non-con. And it was kind of a back-and-forth game, um, very physical. <laughs> um, back-and-forth until the second half. Yeah, until yeah, second half. So minute. ten minutes, ten minute mark or something. Yeah, turning point was definitely where you know Mason Gillis was called for. Well, I thought, I mean, I you, I guess you called a foul, but given the some of the stuff that happened in that game, I thought it was a pretty weak foul. Um, and you definitely uh, tell his frustration got the better of him. I think just the kind of the whole build up to that game, which I mean, that was a Thursday game. Northwestern game was on Sunday, so really the whole week we had you know fans and people were talking about you know the officiating and you know all that. So I think you definitely saw some pent up frustration on Purdue side kind of boil over, especially with Gillis. Cause he got technical, you know, 
Maryland capitalized and then it was just off the race. And at that point, they just, you know, they were hitting everything, banking in threes. And yeah, just kind of was kind of reminded me a little bit of the Michigan game from last year where just nothing was going right for Purdue, um, which kind of put them in a really tough spot, um, dropping two in a row uh, after having a pretty commanding lead in the Big Ten race. Uh, then they bounced back against kind of a get right game against Ohio State, which, you know, going into the season would not have thought that Ohio State would be considered a get right game. But <laughs> ever since the ever since the first time Purdue beat them back in January, an absolute, you know, skid. I think they're actually. I think they might be winning tonight. They actually. were up by nine on Maryland last I saw. Yeah, oh, they're, by, they're up by seven with a minute and a half. Okay, so I would assume they might hold on, uh, but they were you know careening off a cliff. Um, tight first half as you maybe in Ohio State has I mean, a ton of talent. Yeah, but then Purdue just took care of business in the second half. Actually, it was cool. What I liked about that game was that Edie sat the last eleven and a half minutes. Yeah. Purdue's mm-hmm. Purdue accepted lead. Um, just take care of business. Um, went by 27, uh, which was we had yeah, that was kind of. I know Kaufman ran and got some, got some play, and he kind of felt like that was going to be a building point, maybe going into the IU game. Mm-hmm. Um, build some confidence because I think he kind of put together some games back to back and improving we're like oh this could be nice the nice perk off the bench to have some yeah have a little another depth not that he hasn't been good it's just if he's peaking at the right time but uh mm-hmm. I, I don't know uh what day was that game saturday saturday night that w- yeah. yeah then you, the, you weren't at it, you weren't at the IU game were you maybe i was not um I'm trying to decide if that was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but, you know, going after the Ohio State game, you were just thought, okay, we, you know, Purdue has a whole week off, you know, going yeah. from sat- Sunday to Saturday. You know, there was talks of – and it was reported, I think, by uh, Jeff Goodman that lawyer had been battling a calf injury, which is the first time we'd ever heard that, I think, mm-hmm. and from my recollection, after that Ohio State game. Um, so, okay, you know, mm-hmm. it's got a week to, you know, everybody get right, you know, actually, more importantly, just work on things, um, you know, as, as everybody knows, during the Big Ten season, there's not a whole lot of time to actually practice. It's usually just preparation for the next game. Teams will have a whole lot of time to work on much of anything. You know, given a week, I thought Purdue had a really good shot to, you know, work on some stuff, maybe look at, really review the tape from the previous Indiana game and, you know, maybe try and correct some things. And then kind of came out and, I mean, Purdue was up by four at half. Trace Jackson Davis had zero points, uh, which I did not feel was a good thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like Purdue didn't play all that well either in the first half, and then they continued no. in the second half. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was like kind of a – is it – yeah. Only up by four with Trace Jackson Davis not scoring or so, <laughs> like, well, Edie, Edie missed some bunnies that he yeah. normally doesn't miss or it looks like they were – and everybody was just off. Everything was off a little bit. Nothing – any clean look, it just rattled around. Nothing went in. Yeah, you know, yeah. coming into the game, it was a chance to, you know, thanks to Northwestern losing to Illinois, blowing an 18-point lead on Thursday. You know, talks coming into the game was if pretty wins, win the Big Ten. You know, you you eliminate Indiana from any short uh, uh, chance of a share of the title. Um, do it on your home court, kind of like 2017, kind of a repeat yeah. of that. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, like as you said, Purdue kind of came out and, you know, was doing some okay things, you know. Ed was getting his, but he was missing some bunnies, missing a lot of and one opportunities. Not either one not making the basket or not converting at the free throw line. 
Um, yeah. Threes were not falling. Uh, yeah. Jalen Huchifino, uh, to his credit, was you know getting everything that he wanted in the first half and in the second half, but more especially in the first half. Um, you know, I, mean, I think uh, what was the score at halftime? I mean, I think he had like twenty. He had like twenty five of their like thirty four like thirty four points or something. I think the yeah, I think it was like. See. Yeah, they had, it was 30 at 34. I'm pretty sure he had 25. In the he had 21 half. or 25 or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, you had yeah you had Miller Cop hitting, hitting some open threes. Trey yeah, Galloway hitting yeah, open three. Open three yeah. um, they were – I don't know. Uh, that, that was, those, were all, those were all in the corner, I feel like. I don't under mm-hmm. – like, Morton, Morton was doubling and leaving Cop a bunch of times, and I didn't really understand. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was really confused at. It just, you know – I mean, Purdue's not you know an elite defensive team. You know, we don't really cause a whole lot of turnovers, but we've been pretty solid all year um, in terms of just you know team defense. And you know, as everybody knows, you know the way Purdue plays defense is they take away they want to take away the high percent shots of layups, dunks, and three pointers, and you know be okay with that mid range jumper because technically that is one of the lowest percentage shots on the court, um, especially from a, from an efficiency standpoint. Um, but yeah, like Morton looked like he was completely lost a lot of yeah. the time. Like he, he was, was, like he was constantly scrambling. Yeah. yeah. He, my dad was at the game and he said, like, yeah, just it felt like no one was in sync on defense. Yeah. I mean, you had multiple times where Cop and Galloway, which, you know, yeah. pretty fans like to talk crap about, you know, AD not being able to shoot, but they can shoot this year. And especially Galloway, who's gone from like a 20% for three point shooter to he's shooting quite literally 50% on the year. He doesn't take a whole lot, but he makes them when he does. Um, yeah. And then Cop is a proven shooter and I mean they're division one athletes and if you give them an open three especially in the corner they're probably going to make it um and yeah it was I mean they did enough to hang around and then second half you know Indiana definitely kind of came out as a tougher team in the second half and kind of took it to Purdue and again Purdue just could not it was what like eight I think so Purdue's up by four and then I feel Mm -hmm. like maybe at the under 16 Purdue it stretches to eight and then IU went on like an 18-0 run or something. It was like 17 to like, 2. It was 17 to 2. Like yeah. Run. And then I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I, if, I believe what I saw was correct. Yeah. The, in the 17 to 2 run, Edie did not get a single shot attempt, which is pretty mind blowing given the fact like, that it, it seems like that's kind of happened. I know like it happened a lot in maybe like early in the Big Ten. Like, I forget who it was again. Maybe it was like the first time against Iowa or something where. He took like three shots in the first half because they were getting a triple team mm-hmm. passing out of it. But then, but lawyer hit two threes and Smith hit a three or somebody. So right. then it's like, okay. But then it, I, I, it seems like they go away from it sometimes when like he gets doubled and he just needs to go through, especially when Trace had four fouls fairly early. I think he got his fourth with like 10 minutes left in the game. Or something. something like that. Yeah. It was like, um, I mean, on pretty uncommon for a player like him because he never really made yeah. just games where he doesn't get his first foul until five minutes left in the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you think Edie – I feel like he makes the right pa- like the right play most of the time where he's passing out of it. Mm-hmm. But more so it's like, well, it, like go get fouled. Make the button. Yeah. I mean, if they're not going to call it, then maybe not. I don't know. Yes, yeah, and there's I, a couple times – yeah, especially as of late. I think part of it too is just, you know, the nature of playing in the Big Ten when you're playing somebody seems twice. You, everybody knows each other. Um He'll make some of those cross court passes, you yeah. know, and it's just like you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially like now at this point in the season, like everybody knows they're looking for it, and especially like yeah, well, competent that's, defense and that's, is going to take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, because they're triple, they're double and triple teaming him, knowing that okay, he's going to skip it. Yeah, and yeah, 
I mean, uh, I mean, what did I you have? I haven't looked. I did notice at the IU game, I just looked at that Braden Smith played 38 minutes, and he's seen gassed the last two months. Like, there have been a lot of times where he is just gassed. So, is it lawyer? You know, he said, okay, he had potentially an injury, and the lawyer and Smith hitting now hitting a wall they didn't really seem to hit in January. It's kind of come later. Yeah, I think now you're kind of seeing again, again, being the Big Ten is teams have figured out that if, if you can take away, if you can take away Lawyer and Smith, kind of like how almost like what Purdue was doing with, with Indiana was they took away Trace and said, okay, everybody else beat us. And they did. <laughs> you know, went off and then Cop and Galloway made the right plays. I think if, you know, if, if Purdue can keep Galloway and Cop from making those plays, they can still maybe win. Um, you know, let Huchifino do his thing, which he's probably cement himself as a lottery pick. I hope he did so he can leave. Uh, I don't want to see him back next yeah, year. Pretty, um, <laughs> he was, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's made those mid range jumpers mostly at home all year, but I mean, he made a couple early and, you know, play like that gets his head up. It's, you know, game on from there. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, if they took away lawyer, which a lot of teams have taken away lawyer. I mean, he scored 14 points this game on four of 12 shooting two of five from three, which is better than he's been doing. He's been a couple games. He's done like, he's been like one for six. Is it, um, I mean, I, I know, I guess thinking back to it, Ivy, Ivy got knocked down a lot. Oh yeah. Because he was driving and getting bumped and he was just so athletic and up in the air. If he got hit, it was kind of hard. He's going to fall. Yeah. Lawyer is not nearly as athletic, but like pretty darn skinny, but he gets, he gets killed. It looks like he gets beaten up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the running off the point point line. Point. Yeah. When he yeah. cuts and like runs, they're bumping him. Like, which I mean, he's a, I mean, again, he's a freshman. Um, you know, not a five star freshman, but a good freshman. He's going to be really, really good. Um, but I think he's definitely kind of feeling the, the Big Ten brunt of it right now. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't understand like why he doesn't get more, more of those calls. I know, yeah, I know he's a freshman with whatever, but like still. <laughs> It's what kind of I know there's been a lot of discussion on like the boards and stuff, like especially with Lawyer and Smith, like playing so much as like, you know, can can we play Newman more? That's been a, it's been a lot of people calling for Newman, which I thought Newman did a really good job. And he's played yeah. really good defenses of late. His offense has been, you know, hit and miss some games. He has definitely has a tendency to have a quick trigger um and not get into the flow of the offense. But um, I thought he played about as good as defense on Huchifino as you could have asked anybody. Um definitely better than Morton. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, I mean, he had the big three at the end of the half that kind of put us up by four, which was nice. Kind of gave us a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. Um, but then they also look at, you know, David Jenkins, but he's not really a true point guard because, you know, teams are going to pressure. But, I mean, you'd like to try and maybe especially going down the stretch that those guys can play, you know, when, when they played. See, Newman played – David Jenkins played nine. Um, and a lot of times yeah. you'll see David and, and Braden playing together, so they're trying to spell, uh, you know, well, lawyer. Sure. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, he played 30, he played 35 minutes. Um, Edie Smith and lawyer played 37, 38, 35 respectively. First played 16. Morton played 20. Gillis and Newman played 19 each. Coffin Red played seven and Jenkins played nine. Um, I mean, we scored 71 points. I mean, against, I mean, Indiana's got a pretty good defense too. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of people, you know, want to say, you know, the offense was terrible. I mean, our defense wasn't great, but I mean, as Painter kind of said, you know, a lot of times when you look at, you know, people will judge your offense by for making shots or not. If the shots are going in, people think your offense is great. And if it's not going in, people think your offense is terrible. And I think that was just one of the cases where shots just weren't going in. I mean, we were. And yeah, pretty shot like 35% or something, right? 34.9 from the field, 21% from the, from three, five of 23. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Purdue shoots, you know, I think they average like 33% from three on the, on the season. So if we just hit our average for that and hit our average around 70, you know, 70, 75% from the free throw line, which we shot 66% from the free throw line, Purdue probably walks away from that game, you know, celebrating on Mackey with a Big Ten championship. Yeah, I mean, you hit a couple plus, like a couple, they had so many open threes. It felt like, oh, yeah. And yeah, and then I, Okay. And there was a, it was, I mean, it was towards the end of the game, so it was kind of, yeah. yeah, there was towards the end of the game, which was kind of, I think definitely kind of sealed it, but there was a possession where Purdue literally got like three open threes in one possession and missed them all. Um, okay. I might, we might have scored a two after that, I don't remember, but it was just like that was just kind of a, a microcosm of the whole game of just kind of, I, I felt like Purdue played tight a little bit. I don't know what it was, if it was the pressure to, you know, try and win it at home. I don't know what it was. I mean, who knows? Um, you know, maybe we should have, maybe it would have been better if we would have had a game during the middle of the week. I don't really know. Um, yeah. But, you know, didn't really matter the next day, Northwestern went out to uh, Maryland and got beat. So, therefore, Purdue clinched a share of the Big Ten title. Uh, definitely was the least excited I've ever been to win a Big Ten title because <laughs> I was still yeah, pretty pissed off from the day so, before. I didn't even ask how you're doing, Webby. It seemed like you are better. This is the first couple days 48 hours after saturday night was bad it was really bad it was really bad for me um and it definitely kind of helped the cushion a little bit just okay because you know the worry after that game was like oh my god like what if we lose out what if we you know we had all this you know i hated the fact that people were saying you know 10 games you know halfway through the big 10 season that purdue was you know was going to run away with the league it's like and it's (laughs) it's a good league i mean it's not great this year but you know, there's a lot of games we played yeah. still. Um, so it's nice to just get the share. And then now all Purdue has to do is just win a game um, and they can clinch outright. I watched it. Obviously, they play at Wisconsin tomorrow, who is, I believe today was Lunardi's last team on the, the last four in. They were the last of the last four in. So they're going to be desperate. Um, and then they finish up at home against the most Jekyll and Hyde basketball team I've probably ever seen in my life. And that's the little Illinois Fighting Illini, a team that, First half against Northwestern looked absolutely terrible, and then the second half looked like they were Final Four team, and then they go and lose at <laughs> State the next game. Uh, so you don't know what you're gonna get there. Um, I know Illinois is mathematically eliminated from winning the Big Ten. Uh, I, d- I kind of forgot. I didn't even realize they were ten and eight. I thought I guess yeah. That was... One thing though, kids, I was just looking at it. Could Northwestern fall out of the double bye? Because I would love for that to happen. They have quickly I gone think from. They- They've quickly gone from like I don't care to like second least, maybe like third least. <laughs> I mean, maybe so they are because Michigan State's been yeah so benign outside of Israel for the last few yes. years. So they've got two games left, so that would put them at eleven and nine at worst, which would. Well, um, I mean, ten and eight is like ninth place at the moment. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got so, one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams with eight losses. Yeah. Uh, Two teams with seven lo- You had three teams with seven losses, but Maryland just lost. Northwestern um, placed right now, and Michigan placed tomorrow at Illinois. Mm-hmm. And then they also play at Indiana on Sunday. Um, oh, my gosh. Please go Micah Shrewsbury, please. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> I mean, there is a – there is a, lost out. Yeah, if, if Northwestern loses this game um, and Michigan plays at Illinois tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern time – so if that game were to finish before the Purdue game starts and Michigan were to lose, Purdue would clinch the outright championship before they even play the game, um, which would be wild. Um, 
I think Northwestern uh, will get it done tonight just because they're at home. I think it's senior night for them because they play uh, – yeah, they play at Rutgers on Sunday, uh, which yeah. will be a tough one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's wild. Rutgers has kind of been free-falling, though. Yeah, ever, ever since they lost, what, Mag, yeah. uh, who was a starter and a really good defender, yeah, they've kind of went from second place yeah. to now they're, you know, barely um, – they're, they're fighting to <laughs> – not not be playing on Thursday or on Wednesday right now because <laughs> they are. Yeah. Uh, I guess their two games up over Wisconsin and Penn State, but so they have to lose these last two, and those two teams would have to win their last two. Yeah, um, they play Minnesota at Minnesota tom- tomorrow, and then Northwestern. Yeah, so yeah, so probably two yeah, right. wins. Yeah, probably hopefully two wins. That'd be I mean, let's yeah. As long as they beat Northwestern, I don't care what they do against Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, you've got Iowa with with eleven and eight, Maryland eleven and eight, Indiana eleven and eight. Who you know after coming off you know beating Purdue at Purdue, you know there were a lot of talks, especially in the media, was you know this is this is the Final Four team of the Big Ten, um, and then they followed up with a twenty two point loss at home to the Hawkeyes, uh, which was very shocking. Um, Iowa, what um, what took it to uh, them? Uh, that's uh, Sanford. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is he a senior? I, that's a good I thought he was like I thought he was done. I was like, does he have any eligibility? Grad transfer just to, just to <laughs> Purdue just for just for a couple of games would be great. He's a sophomore. Oh, okay, I thought he was older. I thought he was like oh last game. I, I don't yeah, yeah, he uh, hilarious. He made a lot of fans last night, or made a lot of friends on the pre-game <laughs> with hit the three to go up twenty-five at the end of the game, and then blew a kiss to the NES student section. Uh, then got yeah, a technical foul, but what, with oh, like a minute it, left, with like a minute it. left, yeah. yeah <laughs> and then the the IU fanboys on the sideline down twenty-five, like all jumping, going crazy, and <laughs> get teed up, hilarious. Down yeah, Iowa. I mean, I mean, Iowa in the last two games. I mean, Turning to just the Big Ten podcast because I just don't want to talk about these last couple of Purdue games, but Iowa has scored 202 points in the last two games because they had 112 <laughs> against Michigan State yeah. over and that insane. Did you did you see the end of that uh, game? The uh, regulation no. they hit their last five threes. They were down like 11 <laughs> with like a minute and a half to go, like to the point like, I was just because um, Robbie was on the call and him and the other guy they were kind of just like you know games over like kind of just like joking around about you know just trying to waste you know just vamp for the last minute and a half and then um they kept fouling which i was like what the heck are they doing but michigan state who would miss a free throw whatever iowa came down hit a three they do it again like they get a turnover or whatever but yeah they hit their last five threes and sanford hit the three that tied it yeah. um and it was crazy it was michigan state i think they were 11 of 13 from three in the in regulation like they shot 80 okay. percent yeah and then they ended up they ended the game 11 of 15 for the game so 73 percent from three it was just like it was insane and then iowa was 17 of 36 so 47 percent um and then they kind of they kind of picked up right where they left off in, in indiana i think they hit their first like two or three threes i know Chris Murray went off mm-hmm. to start the game. He kind of – he plays really well against Indiana for some reason. Um, and then uh, Tony Perkins, the Indianapolis native, played really, really well. He almost had triple-double last night. Um, but that kind of helped Purdue because, again, knocked another team off with a loss with Indiana. So they're now, they're now mathematically eliminated from oh. clinching a share. So really it's just down to Northwestern and Michigan. Have to win out and Purdue has to lose out for anybody to have a share. Yep. Yeah, which I – which is fine. 
it just feels slightly disappointing for me. Like you said, a month ago when it was all pretty going to win by five games. Yeah. Which they still could, I guess. Purdue wins out, gets the 15 wins. Northwestern loses out. and I mean, they're up, they're up 14 to five now, eight minutes into the game. So not a, not a super good start for Mike Shrewsbury. So how does this – does this change your thoughts of this the way – I mean, if you look at, I mean, Purdue, so they have lost – let's see here. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Four of the last six they've lost. They lost Indiana, Northwestern Maryland, and Indiana. I, Iowa yeah. and Ohio State. Um, does this change how you think you know the team can perform in March? Obviously, you know before. I mean, going into that Indiana game and really even uh, going to that first Indiana game, beginning of uh, February was you know Purdue was number one overall seed, um, and then obviously they dropped. They still stayed number one, beat Iowa. Obviously, then lost at Northwestern. Then they kind of started to fall, and now they're kind of like from what it sounds like, you know, that last number one seed as of right now. Um, of course, I think Bama just lost, so that might help um, produce case. Oh, just kidding. They're tied with 44 seconds. Gosh, dang it. Um, but, you know, so it's kind I, of, it sounds like, you know, Purdue has like zero margin for error. So it sounds like they probably have to win out. I, I would think if they win out and then win a game in the Big Ten tournament, they should be safe on the one line. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I still – I think Lenardi still had them as like the number two one seed or something. As I think like they were Monday. three. I thought I, I saw one or two. He just he just came out with one today. Okay, I don't know. Let me pull it up. Um, Purdue was so Purdue was the was four. They were the last one seed. Okay, um, I know what I saw with UCLA right behind them. With UCLA, um, they still have to play Arizona last game of the season, um, which Arizona is a three seed right now. Um, one of the last three seeds. Um, yeah, so Lenardi today came out with um, his kind of top four um, seeds for every region, and he had Purdue's number one seed in the East region, along with two seed Texas, three seed Tennessee, which they're going to fall because their starting point guard just tore his ACL last night, so they're going to fall a little bit most likely. And then four seed UConn, which the idea, the thought of playing UConn in the Sweet Sixteen <laughs> in New York is stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I think too far ahead. Yeah, just, I know. <laughs> I um, I'd like to see Purdue hit like fourteen threes against Wisconsin tomorrow, just to get. Some yeah, time. I'd like it too. But then I remember, oh yeah, Wisconsin's Under Armour, which means they play with the Wilson Ball, which Purdue, which also had was at Maryland and Northwestern, and Purdue couldn't hit the broad side of a barn <laughs> with that ball. And it's also the ball they use in the tournament, so I guess you got to figure it out at some point. Um, yeah, I'd like to see. I guess so. What, what, do you, what would you like to see out of Purdue tomorrow? Um, Obviously, lawyer, uh, yeah, Lawyer and Smith, Jenkins and Newman to hit a combined, yeah, like 12 threes. Yeah, more yeah. than I don't care if he can take two and he hits one or not. But yeah, I know he doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with him shooting a couple of games. And if he's open, yeah. I have confidence in him. I mean, he's shown he can do it. Um, I like his defense. I know some people, I don't know, he's, I don't know, he's, I don't know, he's grown some non-fans right now just because of his play as of late, but whatever. Um, I'd like to think that tomorrow – I'm trying to think – it sounds like Chucky Hepburn's going to be out. I think he wasn't even practicing today. 
um, because he got hurt in their and he got hurt in their last game, uh, and then never came back to the bench um, after going to the locker room. Um, I worry about Connor Sejan simply just because he's an Indiana kid who didn't have a Purdue offer. So you know, there's always that storyline. did he play that much though? Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't think he yeah. did. He's he's got he's gotten much better. Oh, I'm thinking on. of the thinking of the Barnheiser kid at Northwestern. Oh yeah, which he's yeah. he's even starting to play a lot more yeah. as of late. Um, I like to think that maybe Connor guards Lawyer, which I feel like should be one of Lawyer's better matchups that he's had probably in the last ten games. Because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, because I mean, he had cop on him last game. Um, Northwestern game, he had Audige on him. Both of those dudes are seniors, if not fifth year seniors, so they are grown men guarding an 18, 19 year old. Um, he looks pretty skinny out there, yeah. He needs, yeah, to do nothing but just pound calories and lift a bunch of weights in the offseason. Um, so I'd like to think that maybe he can have a little bit more freedom of movement. Um, yeah, just like you said, I, I hope, yeah, I hope everybody can kind of find their stroke from three, even Gillis. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, just the way Wisconsin plays, they're going to you know, take the air out of the ball and pound it. So it's probably, it's going to be a rock fight. Um, but hopefully, I mean, look at, I mean, Edie's going to have, I mean, they've got, I forgot, I keep forgetting they've got um, Stephen Crawl, who is a seven footer. Um, so one of the taller guys Edie's played against probably in the big 10. Um, so interesting to see how they guard him. If they double him or if they let crawl, Go one on one. I mean, would they uh, double him with Wall? Like, who would they double him with? I mean, it'd have to be. That's Wall, a good right? point. And then yeah. shout out to that. Bama, Auburn going to overtime. Um, I feel like they're going to double him because I don't know, maybe. I mean, at this point, I don't see why people wouldn't because Purdue yeah. hasn't shown to really like punish people from three. Other um, than like, it, other than a stretch from like, was it like December they started to improve? December, mm-hmm. January they shot better. It kind of was improving. Like, oh, maybe water science level, and then it's just been off. Like, yeah, I mean, other than let me, I think the Iowa game Purdue shot all right. Um, it pretty, I mean, thirty-seven percent better than our average. I mean, Smith was yeah. four or five. Lawyer was two of eight. But I guess other than the, other than Gillis hitting nine threes, <laughs> it's been yeah we haven't had really had so yeah, yeah. they probably will um, maybe they will throw a wall just to throw another bigger body at them. Um, that's good. It's, it's gonna be interesting. What, I mean, I, I did see. I don't know. Did you send it the text about the player of the year betting like has been pulled because of <laughs> Yeah, they is came that, out is with. That true? Is that true? I saw it on. I mean, I saw it on Twitter. Um, where, where was that? That was my thing. Was like, oh, I'd love Edie to go like thirty and twenty and just like yeah, submit and which I feel like twenty and then submit. Yeah, because there was some yeah. Bet online had set out. Uh, let me pull up the actual tweet. This Twitter will load for me. I mean, Sam King, who he covers, he works for. Um, he covers Purdue for JC Online. Um, yeah, he sent. He got an email from that. Uh, Said NCAA men's tournament winner Houston is still a favorite, followed by Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, and Purdue. Wooden award lines are off the board due to Edie's massive lead. <laughs> so DraftKings still has um, 2023 Wooden Award winner Zach Edie minus 10,000, Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Wilson plus 4,000, Brand Miller plus 10,000. Yeah, so he's he still can bet on it. 
Huh. But yeah, my on DraftKings, but it's minus ten thousand. I saw somebody I think on the I think it was on the boards or Twitter said that they got in during the Portland trip when Edie was like plus seven fifty. I'm full disclosure, I have no idea what that means. Um but I know it's good you for him. You put up if you if you bet a hundred dollars, you win seven fifty. Okay, yeah. I can't do know what that means. Just kidding. Um, so kudos to that guy, whoever that was on the boards. I think it was on the boards. Um, so shout out to you because you're probably going to get a nice payout depending on how much you put down. Um, I mean, if you put a dollar on it, yeah. Like- yeah. Um, just cra- I mean, it's been absolutely insane to watch Edie um, this year. Never would I have thought <laughs> he was going to be this good ever. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, even when he, you know, even as a freshman, like his first couple of games, I think he scored, you know, like 40 points combined his first like three games or whatever. Um, and surprised everybody, but I never thought that he'd be this yeah. dominant. And it's funny because like, um, what was it? Other group text for someone was like, oh, you know, I thought, like looking back, like, I, really thought, I thought Isaac Hoff was really good. And yeah. Like and he was, he was really yeah. good, but it's just, like, yeah. He's just In comparison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I know before the game Saturday, uh, uh, ESPN game day, they had like a thing about Purdue bigs. And then you looked at like, obviously going back, you had most recently um, Matt Harms, Trayvon Williams, but look, I guess looking at like yeah. seven footers, you had Tra- you had Matt Harms most recently, Isaac Haas, AJ Hammonds. Um, and yeah, I mean, Haas was great, but he was just a big oaf and, yeah, you know, couldn't really I didn't move. Realize, what, did you say he averaged like four and a half rebounds a game? I think one of our friends said that. Yes, yeah, like I knew he. I remember. I remember him not being a great rebounder. I remember that was always yeah. a, like talk of like, God, he's seven foot, like rebound the ball, but it's like he just couldn't move. Like he yeah. had cinder blocks attached to his feet. Um, I mean, he was obviously he was dominant in the post. Um, yeah. yeah, he just wasn't quick. Um, or Edie, so he's just. I mean, obviously he's seven four. He's a mountain of a man, but he can move. In, I mean, relative to his size. Okay, um, yeah, four and a half career. His last senior year, Isaac Haas averaged 14.7 points a game, 5.7 points. Or Edie's Solid. doing like like 22 yeah. and 11 or something like that. 13. I think Edie's <laughs> averaging like 13 rebounds. Yeah. So I saw some too because obviously his numbers and Trace Jackson Davis' numbers are very similar. You know, Edie's got a slight edge in points and rebounds, but obviously Trace has got I think more assists and obviously more blocks. I mean, he he became this year became the all time leading in blocks and rebounds for Indiana. Um but someone pointed out too, it's like if you watch like Purdue and Indiana, like when when he gets his re- when Trace gets his rebounds, like a lot of times like he's the only one going out for a rebound. So he just gets all of them naturally. But he's got like watch Purdue, like you got Braden, who's <laughs> trying to. Braden averages <laughs> like five, doesn't he? Yeah. Braden, he averages like four or five a game, you know. Yeah. So he's got a lot of competition just on his own squad, um, <laughs> which makes it even. And he obviously a lot Gillison of his. First, I mean, Gillison first mm-hmm. had double doubles this year, I think. Mm-hmm. At least I've had and then 10 just, rebounds. And it obviously helps when Edie can get off the putback, which is also kind of a bigger part of the, the offense, which we didn't have in the Maryland game at all. I mean, I know they, they talk about it a lot of times during the game when, like, Smith throws up those layups that he makes. He ends up making probably half of it. Like, he makes more than them than he probably should, but they're like, he's throwing that up there because he knows if it comes off the rim, he's going to put it, like, dunk it. Right. Like, yeah. Because they crash on and, like, yeah, there's E with a wide open put back dunk. Yeah. But just the fact, I mean, I, going back to what you said earlier, I was. Very upset on waking up Sunday morning. Um, 
didn't feel all that much better after we clinched <laughs> the Big Ten, which is crazy. Like, because I mean, going into the year, you know, Purdue was picked from. I think a lot of the media had us fifth. Some people had us like down to seventh. Yeah, fifth to eighth just, or something. Yeah. yeah, and then it's just like you know, if we could just, I thought you know, a top, if we finished top four in the Big Ten, like that was incredible, and like making the tournament, you know, hopefully getting you know above an eight win or a game. Eight, yeah, and then win a game. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it maybe win a game. You know, it'd be like you know like probably best case scenario and then here i am four or five months later pissed off oh, after i just clinched the big 10 championship um uh, which is i mean it, it's great because you know you look at some of the teams recently especially last year's team who was you know one of my favorite teams to watch as maddening as it could be sometimes but just because i had my favorite player on the team you know not really have much to show for the season you know they they won the yeah. cheese trophy but then you know they had a chance to win the big 10 Kind of let slip away, you know. Lost in the Big Ten championship. That's the number one. That's the number one in the country for a game before a the game for two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, made it to the Big Ten championship. Lost to Iowa because of turnovers, and then obviously got a huge break in the tournament because of with a 15 seed, you know, beating Kentucky and getting them in the 16, <laughs> and then you know letting yeah. that one slip again because of turnovers and not hitting shots. Um, so it sucks that team didn't get a chance to really have much. The 2018 team was kind of the same way. Um, I think we won 17 in a row that year, got up to like number three or two, um, let the Big Ten slip away towards the end. You know, we lost against Ohio State. They had a put back. I think Kata Bates DF had a put back layup. Um, I think I think the winning team in the Big Ten had like only three losses that year. It was like one of the fewest yeah. losses that team has had like in a while. We had like four or five, let the Big Ten championships or let the championships away, um, lost in the Big Ten tournament, and then lost obviously Isaac Haas' elbow. Um, against Cal State Fullerton, beat Butler in the round in the round of thirty-two, but then lost to Texas Tech in the Sweet Sixteen without Isaac Hostel. Again, kind of another team that had you know had done some really cool things, but just had nothing really show for the for the season. And thankfully, this team you know at least you know barring what happens for the rest of the year, they've got something to show for their hard work, which is awesome. It's something to build on. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, talks about, you know, if Edie comes back next year, you know, we'll probably return most guys. I'm sure somebody will leave, if not a couple guys, you never know. Um, But the fact that you return, you know, Braden and Fletcher, you know, another year old, another year stronger. And then if if Zach comes back, that could be pretty, pretty good. But we still have a lot of, a lot of games left to play. Yep. That gives us an update. 85, 83, Bama, 128 left. War Eagle, come on. I think like six weeks ago, it was probably I felt like uh, I don't know, maybe maybe I wasn't paying attention to Northwestern enough to know, but I felt like it was a shoe in that Painter was Big Ten Coach of the Year. Now I feel like that's flipped. Do you agree? You think Painter just be, even though even though Purdue was nowhere near expected, they'd been unranked to number one in a couple months and. Um, nowhere yeah. to win the Big Ten, and theoretically, and hopefully, Purdue takes care of business and wins the Big Ten, Big Ten by three games or something. Mm-hmm. And still, I mean, that's a big margin in Big Ten and everything. And but, but I, and then I, I, I don't know. I feel like Northwestern became the they became the darling for sure. Yeah. yeah, you know they maybe they'll lose out. And, I think they're up by ten on Penn State, but they're they lose out. Oh. Let's assume they win tonight, lose Sunday, so they would be twelve and eight. You know they are going to be somewhere 
which okay, I actually will. When we pick games, I'm going I'm to do, do a bracket generic. This is gonna be, there's so many stupid tiebreakers out there. I don't even know how to figure this out. <laughs> we'll do it here in a second. Um, but, I mean, I think they were picked like 12th the start of the year. So, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, from pick 12th and get a double buy in the Big Ten, I I would feel like Collins definitely deserves that. Um, you know, I want Painter to get to win by, and then they win right by and wins it outright. Yeah, that's yeah, it's gonna be interesting how they view it because yeah, because obviously Purdue. I feel like it's gonna be Collins just because I feel like uh, because of that loss that was big and no one had any expectations of Northwestern and it'll be nice. Yeah. It'll be, I, no, I hope they win four games next year in the conference. <laughs> and you know, you get I mean conspiracy theory, but you know. Chicago office, Northwestern, and Evanston. You never know. I mean, all needed, the needed that extra team in the Big Ten in the tournament because at that yeah. time they were they were all the, the journal, yeah, all the media members are Northwestern grads most likely. So you never know. Um, as who's your so ED player of the year, Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can, we can project this now because probably by the time we record yeah. next, we'll they'll have we'll an announced. Will it announce? Will they announce it Sunday? I saw like a like the other conference. I think they'll, I think it'll probably be. I guess the biggest tournament next week. Yeah, because they announced the women's, I think Monday, because the women's tournament started today or last night. I can't mm-hmm. remember. It might have been today. Um, so I assume they'll probably announce it Monday or Tuesday. Um, so player of the year will be Edie. Uh, coach of the year, probably Collins. Um, is probably my guess. Defensive player of the year, who? I mean, I guess easy answer might be McConnell, but you could argue. You could argue Trace yeah. Jackson Davis. You could argue Edie. Um, mm-hmm. I think they might give it to McConnell again. I could see. That's um, not, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Freshman of the year is probably. I mean, I, th- I think it's gonna be Huchifino. Or, um, but, I mean, Sensible has a yeah. really good. You could, you could argue Sensible. The problem is because I heard, which I get. I don't. I go back and forth in this argument because because Andy Katz put out of his like top five freshmen, which he had. Um, Huchifino first, Sensabaugh second, Fletcher three. I can't remember who had fourth, but Braden was five. And he was like, oh, you know, Huchifino will win. Sensabaugh has been great, but, you know, they didn't win. It's like, but should that really – should that matter for freshman of the year? I don't know if that should yeah. really, player, player of the year, I I kind of get, you know, best player, best team. Like, that's usually an easy argument. But it's like freshman of the year, like, I mean – I'm pretty sure did Romeo win freshman of the year and I, that IU team sucked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I, th- I think Bryce yeah. McGowan. I did Bryce McGowan's win it for Nebraska a couple years ago when they were a bottom feeder. Uh, so like, I feel I like that so. shouldn't matter because I mean, I mean, obviously Hutchfino's had you know his incredible game on Saturday. He's had multiple thirty point games, but then he also follows up with went eight, had eight points on four or fourteen shooting last night. But I feel like Sensabaugh has been more consistent. Let's look at his numbers. I'm just looking at past past winners. Yeah, since I was averaging sixteen and five. Um, let's switch to Fino averaging. It doesn't look like Romeo won it. What year was that? Okay. Twenty eighteen. Jaron Jackson Jr. won in twenty eighteen. Oh. Sorry, 2019. 2019. Yes, 2019. Kofi. No, sorry. Uh, I don't even remember this guy from Michigan. Brad Zekis. Oh, know. yeah. I don't he was like, him. Yeah, he was a 
big European dude that he went pro right away. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard him from him since. Um, I do not remember. Huchifino is averaging 13 and four, but also three, you know, almost four assists. So their numbers are, you know, give the edge to rebounds and points to Sinsaba, but assists to Huchifino, but also obviously I use playing much, much better than Ohio State. But gosh dang it, 88 85 Bama. <laughs> I thought the line was six left. Interesting. Um, so if, if Wikipedia is correct, there are – Purdue is one of five teams that have not had a freshman of the year, Big Ten freshman huh. of the year. I'm shocked one of the baby bullies didn't win it. Was was Romeo 2018 or 20? I feel like he was the year that Purdue went to the uh, Elite Eight, which was 2019. Yeah, because him and Romeo went to the Celtics together. That's right. Yeah, so it was 20, um, 2019. So let's see. The – Baby Boilers were 2007. 2007. Yeah. Uh, Greg Oden. Oh, duh. No, um, next year. Next year, too. Um, sorry. Eric Gordon, then. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Number one player in the country. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else? Yeah. I guess, who's, your, who's your first team all Big Ten? Um... Do they do it by positions? I can't remember. I haven't paid that much attention. Do they do it I by positions? So, they shouldn't. I don't think they should. Yeah. Um, Edie and Trace, obviously. They'll be unanimous. Yeah. Um, you, could actually, you could actually maybe have three guys that are unanimous. Murray? Would you put Murray up Pickett? there? Pickett? i put Pickett yeah. as unanimous. Yeah, Pickett, definitely, yeah. Um, I th- Boo-Booey? Yeah. Or Adige? Who's, who's going to get it over Bowie so, uh, or Adige? Bowie, Bowie would get it over Adige, I think. I think it's... As of right now, I'd probably go Edie, Trace, uh, Pickett, or all. I forget, about, I forget about Pickett. And then probably Chris Murray, especially after last night, and then uh, probably Boo yeah, Boo, just because of his, yeah. his, especially his performance against Purdue and Indiana back to back. Um, he really, at Illinois, he was, hey, he outscored, he, out, he outscored Illinois by himself in the first half. Penn State uh, is called back to within one with three minutes to go in the first half. Oh, interesting. Huh. I'm going to pick some games before we kind of wrap up. I guess I, I'm going to ask another question. Where do, you, where do you think Fletcher and Braden, do you think they make an all-Big Ten team? I think they make the all-freshman team. I yeah, say. I think that's a given. They'll make all-freshmen. I I bet Braden gets on, like, honorable mention or something. I think he gets – I think, they make, I think I think they both make third team. Yeah, I don't know about Fletcher. I feel like he's had a hit or miss up, kind of up and down big yeah. season. So is Braden, but Braden's highs have been a little higher. Yeah, big ten it seems like, and his lows have been a couple bad games. Other than that, he's just kind of been eh, not not a great game. And then he's had, some, yeah. I bet Bra- I would say Braden more likely than Fletcher, but maybe I'm, I could be wrong. Yeah. Do you think do you think Ethan makes all Big Ten defensive team? Um after the IU game, I don't know. Yeah. I think E does. Yeah, I think E D. Um Trace. I don't think anybody yeah, I don't think anybody else on Purdue would. Yeah. I don't know anything else about I mean some other guys out there, but um I'm trying to get any other awards out there. Sixth man. Maybe you could argue Gillis. I'm not sure. How many starts does it count? I mean, because he started and then if he starts the last couple, yeah. 
That's a good question. I'm trying to get any like good six men out there. I mean, you could probably Malik Hall because since he's been hurt, he keeps coming off the bench. He's basically a starter for Michigan State, but yeah. um, I think he's been too hurt. I'm trying to get any other. I have no idea. Tominga, could he be a six man? Because I know he started, but he hasn't, he hasn't started. The legend of Tominga. Uh, Tominaga, sorry. Tominaga, not Tominga. Yeah. Tominaga. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's pick some games. Oh, so then we're going to do the Big Ten tournament generator because this gives me tiebreakers. So we know Ohio State won today. So that changes things. Yeah. We got Northwestern or Penn State. My, um, I think Northwestern, but I would yeah. love. I, I want to pick Penn State, but I think it's going to be Northwestern. We'll go off. You know, I'll do this off your picks. Um, All right, Northwestern. Northwestern. And then, okay, yeah. and then tomorrow we've got like Eastern Michigan, Michigan, at, Michigan Illinois. at Illinois. Um, Illinois favored by three and a half. Yeah, I think I think Illinois. Okay, I do too. I think it'd be a close one though. Um, yeah, I, also, I wanted I wanted to pick Michigan. <laughs> they're desperate. I think they are. I think in the first four out, and I think they're kind of towards the bottom of that. I think they might be the third team. So they, the, I mean, they've got two quad one opportunities at Illinois at Indiana this week. Um, so if they can take care of business. You never know. Um, and then at, also at seven o'clock on Fox Sports One, Rutgers at Minnesota. Rutgers is eight and a half point favorites. I don't have a line on that one. I think Rutgers. Yeah, yeah eight and a half. Like, yeah. Who who is Minnesota's one win? Who did they beat? The Northwestern. Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was a that was an interesting game because it they it was on Fox Sports One and both coaches were Mike. They did that for Purdue last year. I remember that. Um, I know there was a thought like maybe like was Holtman taken out of his element because he couldn't maybe say the things that he wanted to say because he was on live TV. Maybe couldn't coach the way he wanted to. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It was at Ohio State too. Minnesota went in there and beat them. Um, and then Purdue at Wisconsin. Purdue a four point favorite. I think Purdue Purdue better have a bounce back game and win by double digits. Yeah, I'd like to see a twelve point victory. Uh, Saturday, the lone Big Ten game on Saturday, uh, noon on ESPN. Ohio State at Michigan State. Um, Michigan State. Ohio State's two, one, two in a row. Um, can they get hot? Uh, I think I think Michigan State. Yeah. Senior day. I don't know who's a senior on Michigan State. Um, I assume Hauser is because I feel like he's. I mean, he's been there for a couple of years, but I feel like he's. Marquette, years old. Yeah. 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 Um, Michigan State's been shooting the lights out. They were at Nebraska last night, and uh, Nebraska was winning, but then Ohio or Michigan State just like torched them and end up winning by like 15. Um, I think Michigan State wins. They've been shooting really well. Um, so it's on a game on Saturday. So Sunday, we got one, two, three, four, six games oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, starting this is going to be big for, your, this is gonna be big for the, the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. At, this, at this point, let's see. Assuming Illinois law is, is wins, so they would have eight losses. Maryland's got – Michigan would have eight losses. losses. <laughs> yep. Uh, Northwestern Iowa, Bidouzina didn't Iowa, have eight losses. Iowa yeah. has eight losses, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Michigan, uh, yeah, everybody but Northwestern, hilarious. Yeah. So at noon on Big Ten Network, uh, Maryland at Penn State. Uh, ooh, at Penn State. 
Does Road Maryland show up again? Like it's I like know. Let's go Shrewsbury. Come on, Shrewsbury. Are they going to be in the tournament? If they, they're 17, They'd have to do some serious damage. You going to do Penn State? I mean, if they win, if they win tonight and win that Maryland and win against home Maryland, it's 19 and 12, 10 and 10 in the Big Ten. That's true. I mean, that would put them 10 and 10 in the Big Ten. Yeah. That might put them like, like the seven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're. They yeah. had any like. I mean, they have said it went at Illinois, but Illinois is like an eight seater right now. Um, Twelve thirty at on Fox, the game we all care about, Illinois at Purdue. Big question uh, is which Illinois team shows up? Yeah, um, I mean, I mean Purdue. We're going to pick Purdue, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> the lone game is <laughs> against the lone game is Illinois. Um, at two o'clock Eastern, Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa does yeah. Iowa score ninety plus again? I think they yeah. do. <laughs> Uh, four thirty Eastern on CBS. Michigan Wolverines travel to Bloomington to try and get bounce back, try and get a revenge for their loss at Ann Arbor, where they had a chance to win it at the end, but decided not to give it to their best player. And Jet Howard hoisted up a contested three and didn't hit anything. I would say um, IU at home, but I mean they, that just worked out. They just lost by twenty two at home, so. I'd love to see a repeat of that, but I, I think IU bounces back. I think they do too. Senior day uh, for God for Race Thompson. Trace Jackson Trace, Day says he's going. He says he's going to senior his, day. Fourth one like done fourth, here. Yeah, the same fourth senior day. Uh, Xavier Johnson is technically, his, but there's also been rumors that he may try and redshirt, get a medical redshirt. He's kind of on that edge where he have to apply for a waiver. Uh, Miller Cop is gone. You know, is this the last you know home game for Dylan Chifino? Hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then seven thirty. I don't know these games went this late on Sunday. Uh, Northwestern at Rutgers. Rutgers. Yep. Just because screw Northwestern. Yep. And then the last game, which is seven thirty as well, uh, the game everybody wants to watch: Wisconsin <laughs> at Minnesota. <laughs> uh, would would that would would Minnesota going one and eighteen be like historically bad? How bad would that? It's got to be up there. Like, has anyone gone winless? Like, I'm did, sure. Like, did Northwestern I mean, what, go winless? What did Nebraska? I mean, what about the go? first Tom Crean year? Like when they had like they, they won a game, Tom like 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 Tom Pritchard was like their go-to player. <laughs> I mean, that was about the time when Purdue finished last, wasn't it? No, that was like the start of the baby boilers. So we were fine. That was like yeah, uh, okay. That's like, right. I, was thinking, I was thinking it was right after the baby boilers, like. 2013. Yeah, I think because like, right 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 Cream came in right after Daryl Hazel years. Yeah, that was 2014. 2013, yeah. 2014 was yeah our best and bad years. But yeah, because Cream came in right after the Eric Gordon year because Samson got fired and then they were gutted because of uh, sanctions. Um, so who are you picking, Wisconsin or Minnesota? Wisconsin. Does anybody pick Minnesota? Yeah. Like, is anybody? <laughs> All right. So based off your picks. Calculate some seeds. So the final uh, standings would be your number one seed, Purdue Boilermakers, at fifteen and five. The two seed with tiebreaker over Northwestern Rutgers and Indiana, having 
uh, one record against those three teams, the Iowa Hawkeyes, <laughs> the number two seed, <laughs> number three seed, Northwestern Wildcats, also at 12 and eight. There is one, two, three, four, four teams that tied 12. Uh, Northwestern with the three seed because they have, uh, they're above Indiana and below Iowa based on round robin. Above Rutgers, based on winning percentage against number sixteen, it's, these tiebreakers make no sense to me. Um, number four seed, Rutgers, also at twelve and eight. Uh, the five seed, Indiana Hoosiers, also at twelve and eight. Uh, the six seed at eleven and eight because this game's not going to be made up. Michigan State Spartans, even though they would be above Indiana because their one game was against Minnesota, not going to be played. It was because of due to the tragic shooting that happened on, on Michigan State's campus. They felt they wouldn't be able to uh, make that game up. Um, so Michigan State will have one less game played. So they'd be 11 and 8. They'd be the sixth seed. Seven seed at 11 and 9, Maryland. Uh, the eight seed, also at 11 and 9, Illinois. Uh, nine seed, also at 11 and 9, Michigan. And then here's a little bit 10 seed Wisconsin at 9 11, 11 seed Penn State at 9 11, uh, the 12 seed Nebraska 8 12, the 13 seed Ohio State at 5 and 15, and rounding it out to Minnesota at 1 and 18. So, if that were to stay the way it is, uh, Purdue would be the first game on Friday playing the winner of Michigan and Illinois, which not gonna lie, kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> And then they'd play the winner of Rutgers versus either Indiana or Nebraska or Ohio State. So your top four seeds, Purdue, Iowa, Northwestern, Rutgers, just like we all predicted back in October. (laughs) (laughs) I did look it up. So in 2016, Rutgers went 1-17. and Wow. Probably the beginning of the Steve Peichel era, or maybe just before it. I can't remember. Eddie Jordan. Okay. So just before Peichel. Before we wrap up, I would definitely thank our sponsors. Let me pull up the ad read here since this is Norman Tanner's job. The first, our friends over at Mad Mushroom. Uh, Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, serving Boilermakers since 1993. Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette and is well known as the house, or the home of the original cheese stick. But whenever we like to visit, we like to sit down, have a nice cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which it's March 1st, which means new pizza, which this month is fitting for my fiance, uh, is Hannah's homemade veggie pie. Uh, she's had a good week well, until yesterday being an Indiana graduate. Um, but Hannah's homemade veggie pie is a vegetarian refried bean blend. Say that 10 times fast. Black beans, corn, green peppers, onions, diced tomatoes, and cheddar and mozzarella cheeses starting at $14. Uh, next time you're in town, stop in, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. And any Boiler Breakdown listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5 to claim their discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And we also like to thank our friends over at the shop. They're making t shirts, comfortable t shirts since 2011. Started out in a garage now they have two retail locations uh one in carmel uh, and one in the broad ripple area um but if you want to shop online uh you can go use promo code uh breakdown for 25 percent off uh, we're getting towards the end 
being towards the end of the year or end of the season, I should say, which is about the last, about the last time we'll be able to use our code. Um, that goes for anything. They're coming out with Indy 500 shirts have been pretty sweet. And the Indy 500 logo this year is black and gold. So get it while you can. Uh, we're so glad to have them on board for another year uh, and hope to continue this partnership because they make some great shirts. This is the shirt I have, uh, which kind of replicates the new jerseys. They came out with a shirt that uh, is the 1969 script, like the new jerseys, which are incredible. Um, great shirts, great people, great products. Any closing thoughts, Andrew, before we wrap up? Anything on football? I know kind of spring football is right on the corner, which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, sounds like there's a lot of recruiting momentum now. Just like yeah, huge, I mean, getting some, yeah, some legit talent to come in, at least for a visit, which, I mean, that's the hardest thing is just getting them on campus to visit. So it sounds like Walters and staff are really kind of resonating yeah. with the youth, which is awesome. Uh, and I'll we'll see if they can land them. Obviously, you know, part of that's going to have to be, you know, the product on the field. Um, you know, there's that four star that decommitted from TCU that you know sounds like it was being recruited by Harold when he was at West mm-hmm. Virginia. That's gonna make a visit to Purdue, and I mean, that could be a great start to the which would be the second commit for the 2024 class if he decides to commit. Um, but it'd be a great momentum builder to get you know, have your QB you know set in stone to go out and get some playmakers, yeah. Awesome. We appreciate you guys tuning in. I know it's been a few weeks. Life has gotten in the way between Andrew's job and then Tanner and I are both planning weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm not planning. My fiance is planning, but I'm trying to help as much. It should as all can. be planned by now. It, yeah, we're getting there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, cheer on for the Boilers, and we'll see you hopefully after this weekend where we can hopefully be talking about a clinched uh, Bay 10 title with no sharing. Not about sharing here. Uh, Thank you guys for up and good night.